Hello and welcome to Net Posse, a podcast about activism and technology. If you like Latino accents, today is your lucky day, because this time in Net Posse, you will listen to two Peruvian women discuss human rights. This is Andrea from Net Posse, and in this episode, I interview filmmaker Rosemary Lerner. Rosemary is working on a project called Kipu. Kipu is a transmedia documentary seeking justice for the hundreds of thousands of people that were sterilized against their will in Peru in the 90s. Let's jump into the episode. Hi, Rosemary. Thanks for being with us. Hello, Andrea. Thank you for having me in your podcast. Rosemary, I'm very curious about your story. You are a Peruvian filmmaker living in London, doing a documentary about our country, Peru, with a multinational team. How did you get to where you are? What's your story? Well, I studied audiovisual communication in Lima, in the Catholic University, And then I came in 2010 to London to do a master's in documentary at Goldsmiths University. I ended up staying and doing a second course in creative and cultural entrepreneurship. And after that, uh, opened a company with two fellow classmates, both of them Chilean, and we decided to create Chaka Studio. We decided to create this because I wanted to make this film about the forced realizations and we needed a company to develop this project. So that's when we started in 2013. Now tell me about uh, your project Kipu. What's the problem that Kipu tries to solve? Well, Kipu tells the story of a massive human rights violation that happened in Peru in the late 90s during Alberto Fujimori's regime, where due to a state policy, more than 300,000 people were sterilized in Peru. And many claim until today that this was done against their will, without their consent. Well, a few years ago, when the topic came back due to its political use during the last presidential elections, we decided we wanted to make a film about it. And when we started researching, we realized that actually uh, a lot of women, actually thousands of them, had been speaking out and seeking for justice for more than 10 years. But the problem was that they, until now, hadn't been heard by many. So we thought that this was a perfect story for an interactive project, for a transmedia project, especially because we wanted to do something participatory. We wanted to do something in collaboration with the women and we wanted for their voices to finally be heard. So that's how we started exploring how we could do something uh, participatory and, and also take advantage of the affordances of the internet like the power for self-publishing and, and the democratic power of the web, but how we could apply it to this group of people who don't have access to these new technologies. So that's when we started like researching and we found out that it was possible to connect some low technologies like that they did have access to, like mobile phones or general phones and radio with the web to create a wider impact and allow them to finally share their stories in their own voices. And for people that are not familiar with the concept of a transmedia project, can you explain a little what that means? Um, I'm a little bit familiar with how Kipu works. and I think it's a very original concept. Um, can you explain how you have a, a landline, what happens after a woman makes a call, what do you do with an audio, all that process? Yes, basically when we speak about transmedia in this project, we're referring to a multi-platform project that is delivered uh, equally through 
two different platforms mainly. One is a telephone line for people in Peru, for the affected people and the protagonists of this story to access the, the documentary, the archive. And the other one is the web. What we have established is a free telephone line in Peru where anyone who was affected by this policy, directly or indirectly, can call and they can press one if they want to share a story, share a testimony of what happened. Or they can press two if they want to listen to the stories of other people that have already shared them. In a way, the goal of this is not only for their voices to unite and go further and be listened by, most, by more people through the web, but also to connect each other, because until today, a lot of these people are in isolated places and they have never been able to listen to each other or to connect to people who were also affected in the same way they were and make their claims stronger. Then for the web interface, we're using the Kipu as a design reference. Kipus were a communication device used by the Incas and other ancient uh, Indian civilizations that basically were noted threats that where they stored information that they were then able to read and pass across the generations. What we are doing in the interface is using the Kipu as a design metaphor where every thread is a testimony, is a voice, and the nodes are different tags that the user can use to browse the archive. And so what are the main challenges that you have encounter so far in the making of Kipu? Well, I guess the first challenge was to gain access and to gain the trust and confidence of the affected people, the local organizations that have been working for so long in this topic, because a lot of them are very reluctant of media people, of documentary makers, journalists, because they feel that they have been sharing their story for so many years and they have never seen any results. So that was a first challenge, but and it took a long, long time, and uh, it was a very slow process. But now we are really working close collaboration with two of the main organizations, and actually you could say that we have co-created this project with them. Then another challenge, obviously, was the funding, because projects like this that are new and are experimental are really difficult to fund, especially if they have a social uh, issue at the core. And also particularly difficult is in the UK to find interest in projects that are focused in South America. There's a lot more interest usually in the Middle East or in Africa, but South America is still uh, a difficult thing to sell, if you want, in, in countries like this. However, we were really lucky because we, we got a one-off fund that allowed us to develop, to do all the R&D uh, stage and really come up with this idea. Because if we didn't have that opportunity, this was an AHRC fund, we wouldn't be, have been able to take the risks to develop something like this. And what does success look like for Kipu? What are you trying to achieve? Well, success would be to have a lot of participation, a lot, uh, especially by the affected people in Peru, Success would be that people in Peru feel that this tool, this is something that is useful for them and that the documentary and the voices are heard by as many people as possible so that there's 
international and national pressure so that these people can finally achieve justice. So in a sense, what we are trying to do, we know we can't promise justice, but we are working alongside certain organizations and activist groups. And the idea is that the project will help make visible the voices of all these people and try to assure not only justice and reparation, but that things like this never happen again. And what would achieving justice for the victims, how do you think that would look like? Getting some sort of compensation? What, what do you think for that? Well, actually what the, the affected people, uh, because we never, one thing about our project is we never use the word victims. Since the beginning, that was a choice that we had because we don't consider these women victims. These are like resilient women. They are fighters. And if anything, even if they were probably like the victims of like a massive like human rights violation, the approach that we have is to highlight their resilience. Uh, so that's just like a note on how we deal with this. I guess uh, most of the people are looking especially for a reparation because they, a lot of them still have health problems. They have emotional problems and so far they haven't even been seen by medics or they haven't received any kind of medical attention after what they went through. Uh, recently, President Humala has just uh, announced a new decree to create a register for, uh, for the victims of forced sterilization for the first time. This is a really important step. However, it doesn't assure the reparations of the victims yet. So, yeah, I guess like what most people are, are looking for is some kind of probably collective uh, reparation where they are assured that all their needs are going to be uh, met. And for the people listening that would like to find out more about this massive violation of human rights that happen in our country, where can, can they do it? Where can they watch the documentary? What links would you suggest checking out? Well, you can visit our, our documentary. The site is uh, kipu-project.com or in Spanish www.proyectokipu.com or you can also visit uh, Amnesty's site. Currently, Amnesty International and its chapter in Peru have a petition going on uh, to ask the Peruvian government uh, to give reparation to the people affected. And the name of the campaign is Against Their Will or Contra Su Voluntad. And you can find this petition in www.nomas.pe slash Against Their Will. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this, Rosemary. We appreciate it and we will keep an eye on your project for sure. All the best. Thank you very much. Thank you.